Hello and welcome to the Engineer Your Success Leadership and Life Harmony Like a Mother show. I'm your host, Kini Romanovska, award-winning journalist turned maternity leave and working motherhood strategist and CEO at Pros and Babes. Being a new mom and working mom can be hard. And we believe you should never be alone with the overwhelm of figuring out work-life balance on your own. So this is the place where you, successful mom with small kids, working in competitive corporate careers or STEM fields, come to redefine your priorities and values after having kids. Find work-life balance, make sure you're on the same team with your partner and career and family, and find belonging in an outstanding community of fellow moms so that you can create a clear path forward and you're never alone with a crushing overwhelm, isolation, or fears about balancing life and work after kids again. Get ready to engineer your personal and professional success and find life harmony without compromising family happiness or health. Did you know that women tend to lose up to a million dollars over a lifetime compared to men because caregiving duties impact our career and financial outcomes? And that 40% of women feel so unsupported after maternity leave they feel like quitting, we're here to change that. It doesn't matter if you're pregnant on maternity leave or a working mom. If you love your career and want to build a life that helps you build success in personal and professional life on your terms, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. Hello, hello. Welcome everyone tonight to the Kenya and Rachel Jam. I'm Kenya and this is Rachel, yes, as, as our little title says here, and if you're joining us to watch tonight, welcome, and if you are catching a replay tomorrow, that's also great. Uh, I'm the CEO of Pros and Babes. Rachel is the marketing manager at Kepler Academy. We're two moms, and we want to bring you some goodness and inspiration here. So working mom life feels less lonely. And today we're talking about self-awareness and emotional intelligence, which are huge leadership topics. I think Rachel and I were both passionate about having more mothers in power. This is really what this conversation truly at the end of the day is about. And so we have, you know, we have some some ideas, notes talking about what you really need to know about emotional intelligence and self-awareness as you juggle being a working mom, uh, well, being at work and being a mom, because when these two spaces intersect, stuff gets really weird when it comes to emotions, right? You you learn a lot about yourself and you don't know what's normal, what isn't. And so we want, we'll, we'll be talking about our own experience and some great tips we have. So Rachel, when, right when I, yeah, when we suggested that topic, like what first came to your mind when you were reflecting on emotional intelligence and self-awareness? I was thinking about, um, how I changed before I had children and then how I changed after and the way that I thought about my presence at work for sure and how much life if you can hear little talking in the background can can impact that um it's really cool though it's it's uh emotions is something that can affect you and at home and as you can you can hear my little ones so I I feel like I I used to apologize for them and now I don't this is just life no. it's this is just what it's all about yeah see you hear it all the time motherhood uh, really impacts the way you look at yourself too and for me anyways it it changed my confidence levels it changed self-awareness for sure and uh, just because things that happen at home obviously come into the workplace too so that's automatically what I thought about and a big shift that happened and also how I saw myself as well I had to move through a lot of um, self-confidence issues and self-doubt before I started building myself up again and I feel like if I could have 
talk to my old self now, I may have had a different experience. So you would give her way more hugs, right? Like we'd be we'd be so much nicer to ourselves if yeah. we knew what we'd grow into. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And how valuable motherhood can be for your career as well. So um, that's what initially came to my head. And, and also to thinking about how motherhood can be seen as a, a negative transition to go through. And just the thought of that or the assumption of that coloring my feelings about how I would coming back to work and how that can affect your confidence just those feelings that you're feeling because of your perceptions and judgments of it after you after you're on your way back into the office that's what I first thought about when I was reading all of these these prompts and these questions for sure and okay let's get completely real here it doesn't matter how powerful or confident or educated or high up you are in the food chain mm -hmm. i've talked to a lot of moms and most moms have crises of confidence when it comes to their changing identity it's like we might walk into the office and wear that blazer and look super confident and rocket but inside yep. so many moms feel scared and confused and wondering if is this what I still want to do how is this going to work out and they feel torn about leaving their kids in childcare in the beginning or maybe they're super excited and they feel guilty right enjoying that hot, hot cup of coffee at work so if we're going to talk about one thing is that almost everybody feels difficult emotions inside through this transition right even if you're putting a powerful face at work because you want to look professional like you've got it together and i think that's a double-edged sword because when we don't talk enough about it then there's no progress in terms of how we support working parents and i don't know what your thoughts are on that rachel like could we be doing better in terms of having more open dialogue about the challenges of transitioning back to work or being a working mom especially in in a pandemic do you think that there are um, enough uh, female mentors and enough female leaders in the workplace to be able to have these conversations to begin with? That's the first thing I would think about because that's what I was looking for when uh, I first I was thinking about, you know, whether or not to apply for a job or a promotion. And also, too, when I got pregnant, who should I tell and when I should be strategic about this? And it starts to that just the fact that you're pregnant affects the way that you think about work and how you're showing up and how people might yeah. think and feel about you. So do we have enough, do we have enough women in leadership roles to be able to speak to their colleagues and their staff? And, and so women feel comfortable being able to actually go to someone and talk about it, have the conversation to begin with. It's, it's pretty quiet. I feel like in some workplaces, and I don't know if it's changed over. Sure, I can. Yeah. Hello, handsome man. <laughs> but do you want to tell us about emotions and being a working mom? <laughs> he, he needs mama. He needs mama to to come and lay with him. I think. No, this is what motherhood's all about. Do you want to wave, Alex? Yes. 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 I don't think. I don't know if you can hear me. Your mom's got headphones. He no. <laughs> she's a brave lady well yeah this is this a lot of this year has been about that right like sitting in front of zoom and having your child being there in that moment where where you're just staying stoic and performing it at the same time like wrangling little legs and bum trying to be like yes yes everything's fine <laughs> right and so it's it's been a year and 
I don't know if we're really talking about it a lot more. I've opened up recently. I had a podcast recording today and I talked about how most of my bosses weren't moms. And so it can be like people come with such good intentions or, you know, they, they, they say they've had friends and things like that. But when you end up in a room to pump when there's, you know, no lock or like no chairs and it's all dusty and you're just feeling all ashamed and things are leaking. It's eh, right. You, you just, you just feel like things An have outsider. not progressed on that front. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 And that's kind of the, it's the, uh, the battle of our generation to realize that there's still quite a bit of work to do. So hopefully our kids are not facing the same challenge. <laughs> Those feelings of uh, imposter syndrome start, I feel, for me anyway, it started, I felt different the moment that uh, I knew I was pregnant. And then also transitioning back, everybody knows you're coming off of maternity leave um, or parental leave or whatever, whatever decision you as a parent made. So the conversation's completely different for you as a female colleague versus male colleagues. And that to me is the turning point, especially for mothers, I think. Um, the one thing that uh, I would forget or I wouldn't know until later on and maybe reflecting now is all of the strengths that you start to build and, and all of the, the great uh, tools that you build and the patience and the kindness towards others and the understanding and empathy that you start to build once you understand um, the stress and the multitasking and also, um, you know, it's just looking back at how it was, but that imposter syndrome and then not having somebody who you can speak to about it. That's the, that's the hardest part, I think without somebody to to tell you I went through that and this is how I overcame it I'll and this is how I felt. I'll be I have to do the race car. Thanks, baby. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing the race car. No, for, for sure, Rachel. And, you know, I guess we're going to get into some some tips. Uh, I, we have a, a checklist next to us. And one of the first things we do when we're, we're thinking about emotions, feelings, and, and states going back to work or being a working mom will first – acknowledge right yeah absolutely first acknowledge how you feel and honor that we we live in a culture where you're not supposed to show a whole spectrum of emotions at work and I mean to some extent it's fine you're supposed to come in and be productive at the same time it can be hard to go through this transition without having a space to really express those feelings maybe some of us work in settings where there's a fellow mom and you can you know go grab a coffee and commiserate and I remember when I came back from one of my maternity leaves I did have another mom and like, it was so helpful just to have somebody who really understood um, but sometimes you don't have the space to express your emotions so number one just acknowledging how you expect to feel are you expecting to feel happy joyful excited ambitious productive sad, anxious, sleep deprived, moody, for many women, they realize that it's a combination of those emotions, right? Like, you'll, you'll coexist with the excitement of being so happy to be back at work and being productive and talking with your colleagues and feeling intellectual and uh, having an impact in the world. But you might also feel sad and anxious and wondering how your child is doing in a different setting. You might be sad that your maternity leave is over or that things are not the way you had anticipated them to be with a pandemic, right? So I don't know, did you reflect on any of that when you were finishing a maternity leave or, or, the, or there weren't really conversations or resources? Well, I think there, there were resources. Um, 
some that were available for sure. And uh, they were more about conversations around, you know, what are your benefits going to look like? Um, right. What, um, you know, great tips for returning back to work. But at that time, there were no supports on a finding finding childcare or um, and you may be on the government website. There was a check. There's a checklist on uh, questions to ask or what to look for. Um, how to feel comfortable for childcare, but as we both know, that looks very different for all mothers and, and parents, regardless. Um, and so I feel like even and even in a childcare setting, there's a various emotion, like various things that parents come in and feel too. So, no, you know, I I feel like there were some, but for the most part, it it was meant to be almost like uh, encouraged to be a stoic process. So right. everybody's been there. Which everything all, is, yeah. Which we've is, all gone through that. that. You'll be fine. Or, you know, been there, done that kind of conversations. Whereas, you know, if you're feeling, I mean, everything on here, energized and tired at the same time, excited and, and worried at the same time. And it's a lot of that's that's two different emotions all at once at the same time and I definitely felt that way and it took a while for those two sort of for me to let go of some of the worry that I had and when you're coming into new territory you're naturally going to have it but no I I uh I struggled to find ways to have the conversations other than with like colleagues I guess were or different people that have been through the same thing as, as I did. And I, I definitely asked for a lot of advice during that time because I didn't know um, how to navigate it first time for sure. And really, really torn. And it's good because um, I mean, now looking back, I think, and we'll talk about emotional intelligence later, um, but I felt different than uh, you know, as a mother versus maybe as a father because of that, especially the break and just feelings of worry and, and self-doubt as you're as you're going back to work are always there. And uh, you definitely, I, I tried to put on a confident face too, but it was tough. It was hard. Absolutely. Well, yes, I, I agree too. And, you know, well, the, the, when we're talking about emotional intelligence, the foundation, first of all, is recognizing your emotions and understanding yeah. how they show up because it's different. And for everybody, right? And the, the permission to show or not show an emotion, how you express it. In fact, more and more science is showing how important it is to acknowledge and feel our emotions and the link, links between that and, and serious health conditions like, like cancer and Alzheimer's, right? So because it's such a, a, a huge emotional transition for, for women, we need to talk about it. We need to say like, you're going to feel a bunch of different stuff. You're not alone. Nothing is good or bad, but just make space for those emotions, identify them and, and know that it's normal that you're not alone for everything you're feeling. There's surely another mom and a bunch of them that feel that way. And, you know, once you know what emotions to expect and expect that there's going to be a bit of a, an emotional roller coaster, if to if you're still sleep deprived, if you are still breastfeeding or if you're weaning, your hormones are not regulated yet like it does affect your mood and so you can you can choose strategies right so one of them will be being mindful of typical postpartum emotions postpartum mood disorders are so extremely common whether it's anxiety depression ocd like postpartum prepartum and thankfully that's been normalized but just you don't have to suffer alone with any of those these days, right? So just being knowing that that this is it happens to so many women and powerful women 
figure out to what you want outside of the workspace because maybe you've been on maternity leave in Canada and for a longer period and um and then you know you go back to work and then all of a sudden your life is being a mother and being a worker but then you don't have a plan for what you are outside of work because everything is so all consuming and it's so easy to disconnect from your desires right so figuring out what else you want outside of work and home is so critical getting the support and kindness you need there are places where you need to perform but sometimes you just need to like cry on somebody's shoulder or or get that support building executive stamina through exercise and preparing in advance for difficult conversations so motherhood often comes with the label of like tired or preoccupied or less invested in your career and i've heard of some moms being so frustrated because they wanted to put the gas press the gas pedal in their careers but then they would be treated it with kid gloves at work and there would be assumptions that oh you don't want to travel or you don't want this big project whereas it's so individual some people may want it some people want, may want to scale back and so like preparing in advance that people may not even know what is the right thing to say or to do and coming prepared can help you do, do any of these resonate with you Rachel like when you hear these strategies completely and i think that uh so i was going to mention when i came back to work my anxiety, so this was in 2016, so a couple of years before um, I even worked for Kepler, I had returned to work briefly and, and my anxiety was definitely at an all-time high. Um, looking back now, I think that I had uh, postpartum anxiety for sure, something that I hadn't addressed from when my son was first born and mm -hmm. it kind of kept trailing through and it, it definitely affected my life. Um, I felt when I was at home and it was quiet, I felt lonely. That's why I started um, blogging. I was downtown. I felt like I needed to make lots of connections with moms just because I felt out of touch. And yeah. it was because I, I'm a very social person, very, very, I thrive on, I get really? my energy, <laughs> energy, <laughs> social, you need to, I love being connected. And when I was at home, I felt like um, all of a sudden, I didn't have that network anymore. And now, and the tables turned. And when you're a social person who's sitting in a quiet room with a crying baby, it can be very challenging. Even though you have so much compassion and empathy for that little crying baby, you also feel, what did I just do? Wow, how have I, how have I messed up my life? <laughs> but I felt so anxious after I was coming back to work only because I didn't really know how to manage those feelings. And I feel like I didn't, um, do the right steps to actually get some tools in my tool belt for dealing with them even at home regardless yeah. and, and not not at work but just at home so how do I manage high anxiety um, I remember uh, one one um, instance where Alex was a newborn I think he was four weeks old and my mother-in-law and I she came to Edmonton to help me with Alex and you know when newborns have I mean I'm just gonna say it really like runny yellow poop and I took oh, him yeah. to everybody's the runny yellow poop. <laughs> everybody's had to deal with it. So I I remember taking him to uh, Denny's. We went to Denny's on uh, uh, on the trail, and we just wanted to go out for brunch. Like I just wanted shredded hash browns. Like I just needed to sit down and have a cup of coffee and shredded hash browns. And I remember like sneaking into the restaurant because I was embarrassed of this crying baby in a bucket seat. And it was because I was a new mom with a four week old baby. And 
I'm sneaking over to the booth at the table and sort of apologizing to everyone as I walk by their tables and I sit down and all of a sudden, you know, there's the, I, I sit down for a hot coffee and all of a sudden he needs a diaper change. So I, I, and so many times like this where you go to relax or sit and your fight or flight response is turned on again. Yeah. And in so many ways that happens after you have a baby, it's like night and day difference. One day you don't have this reactive response. And then the next, that reactive response is turned on. And I think that's what happened to me. I was constantly reacting, constantly getting up to do something or clean up a mess or change a diaper. And I felt embarrassed because of little emotional outbursts and crying from my child. It started to really um, yep. stress, get that stress build up. And so not getting the right tools to deal with those kinds of stressful situations and then trying to transition back into the workplace where all of a sudden it's quiet and you don't have any, mm. you're not, you're not having to then respond quickly again and it feels weird and it feels like you're doing something wrong and you're not being responsive so I, I feel like maybe that's where that came from for me and it's taken me a little while to sort of move past that kind of anxious response because it's sort of built up in me a little bit um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. who doesn't have a runny yellow poop story I remember after I gave birth for the first time, I'm like, I didn't I have it. I had a good home birth, but I had stomach pain. And and I just I lost a lot of blood. And we're trying to get out of the house. And it was crazy. Every time we're with a bucket seat, ready to pop it into the stroller, a diaper change is needed. And then nursing was needed. And I remember getting out, my mom was visiting, I, I live close to the university area at that time. And there were Renault's like it was so dusty but we were so determined to go to the park and I was there almost folded in half because my stomach was crying and then I think she was meeting me in the park and I remember I forgot to take spare diapers and lo and behold that it was super windy and that's when he decided to just blap you know and here I was running around the park feeling so stupid that I didn't have a diaper, right, with my stomach aching and so panicked and, you know, changing my baby on the table, <laughs> feeling all frazzled. And then people around me were like, it's okay, it's fine. And I was just, I felt so stupid. So I know, I remember those feelings. They're, they're raw and they stay with you for quite a while, right? You're so new at this whole game. Frantic. It's almost like a, a frantic feeling. And, yeah. you know, I'm kind of just having this realization now or maybe I am just because I think that those that those responses built up because of those experiences and and uh that's why I was I was sort of feeling that anxiety but now looking back I can see that now and maybe you know if my little guy you know had that blowout or you were on that same walk and going to the park you would have taken a deep breath and thought okay yep. it's okay five minutes is fine you'll you'd have that hindsight so you could you could move forward without feeling stress. That stress response wouldn't be turned on right away, but maybe that's what it is. And we carry it through once we and, go yeah. through that transition. Yeah. And how many of us post those pictures on Instagram, right? Like obviously we post the picture of the baby and how cute we're looking in our baby carrier, but so much on social media doesn't reflect the day to day of adjusting to life as a new mom or right. as a working mom. And so it's just for everybody out there who's going through that transition and doesn't know what feels normal, you are truly not alone in experiencing all of that, right? So we hope that normalizing those feelings and identifying some strategies. I love Harvard Business Review. They have tons of good articles for 
for working moms is definitely a good starting point. Now, right on. when it comes to emotional intelligence, um, we have a couple of reflections here too. So checking, checking whether you are actually in tune, like, are you, can you easily identify the emotions that you feel? Are you aware of the bodily sensations of your different emotions? You might laugh if you're not used to doing this and kind of being all stern and, and operating at work. But this is so, this is truly important knowledge to have. And again, science is showing it over and over again. And it's important for our kids too, right? To, to teach them to recognize this emotion. So like, do you know how to set your emotions aside to make a decision based on facts, right? Are, are you able to identify, but then also look at things factually? Can you make decisions sensitively, however stressful the situation? Are you calm in situations of crisis? Can you read emotions in others? If you can't read them in yourself, it might kind of be challenging to read them in others, right? Can you inspire others to take action? Do you know what to say to make people feel better? Do you have strong relationships and do you manage difficult situations effectively? So it's kind of like a scale from the beginner to the, the more advanced. What, what is required for emotional intelligence, which, again, is critical. I'll just veer off to the side and remind people that I talk about the million dollar wealth gap so much when it comes to, to mothers, right? M women stand to lose a million dollars in wealth over a lifetime. And the decisions you make for your career and for your finances around the time you return to work and when you become a mother can have a significant impact. So there's no wrong or right way. There's just the aware way I would say that is slightly better in my opinion, right? Making informed choices. And so emotional intelligence can have huge impact as how you navigate the workplace, how much you're valued, how you grow as a leader. And so when you become a mom, all of that changes. Your emotions can change, your values can change. And emotional intelligence and being aware of your values, like when one of your core values is being violated, it's often when we feel a strong emotion, right? They're, they're, they're tied together. And so all of that is linked. Um, so what came up for you, Rachel, and we're reading all the different types of like the, I'm not sure if I'm using the right term, but like the spectrum or the, the, the umbrella of the, the skills that are entailed in emotional intelligence. I think that uh, one that, really stuck out for me was being able to manage difficult situations effectively. And yeah, I, th I think I've been on both sides of that. Uh, so in a, in, in a situation where um, it was a difficult situation and I wasn't able to keep it together. And then another situation where it was, would have been very challenging for me previous to having a child. And then after, uh, yeah. after having my little guy, it was easier for me to step up, manage it, and then keep on moving. So, and uh, yeah, I hate, I hate talking about spit up and poop when, uh, when we're having these discussions, but it working mom me was wearing a blazer. I'm, I'm sure I've told you this story before yeah. and little drop little guy off. He spits up on my blazer and I had to go and um, I needed this blazer clean, you know, in under an hour. So I rinsed it under a sink, hung it on the fence of the play space out and, and then continued on my way. And, uh, you know, previous to, I imagine my former self who probably would have reacted to that much differently, maybe would have taken it a lot harder, um, probably would have been a little bit more uh, scared. I would have, I would have maybe thought I can't do this today, I need to go home, whatever. But the the mom me knew it wasn't a big deal and knew that I could could kind of, okay, 
moving on with this. So kind of pausing for a second, using that skill to be mindful and then and moving on. But um, managing some other situations where I think um, I didn't I didn't develop the the skill to be able to not take things personally. So you know, if I have a difficult situation or maybe a hard conversation to have with a coworker, maybe three, four years ago, it would have been really hard. And now it's much easier because I've had practice. I don't take things to heart as much as I used to. And I know it's not the end of the world. So just being able to kind of say what you need to say, but in a way that's, that's kind. And it's, uh, I mean, there's skills that I built, but those are two things that came up for sure. Managing those difficult situations and being able to yeah. be calm because before I probably wouldn't have. So Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do, motherhood does give us superpowers. I, I feel like we should all be using it as a transformation that leads to expansion, not shrinking. And I think when we go on maternity leave, we're so excited, but we're also already shrinking because we think I'm going to be making less money. And so many of us get into the scarcity thinking, which is so unfortunate because when you know we figure it out, we make it work, we can learn, we can network, we can adjust our financial choices based on what happened. But you kind of enter already with this idea, I'm gonna have less money. And you know, so but in reality, it gives us more like your your husband just walked by and I thought it was my husband for a moment. I was just really confused. I know. <laughs> Is there a ghost or something like that? Anyway, so it's playing mind tricks, but um motherhood gives us superpowers and i would so love for every mom who listens to this or watches this on replay or live to to know that it doesn't make you a less valuable worker it makes you a more valuable worker in so many ways but you have to embrace that right because there are narratives around around our values as mothers in the workplace we have to first believe that we are more amazing being moms, not less, and that we bring skills to the table. So I'd love, you know, I don't, I, I doubt that many people are joining us live for too long uh, tonight, but if anybody's watching a replay, I'm, I'm wondering, um, would you say, Rachel, like if I look at this list of different emotion related topics, what are some that are the most important to you, mental health as a mother, making good decisions in the face of difficult emotions, self-awareness, mood swings, having more positive emotions. Um, you know, is, is there anything here that is important to you, a cause that's near and dear to your heart when you read those topics? I think mental health for sure, mm -hmm. for sure. And only because of the physical changes you go through when you have yeah. children um, and how prevalent mental health issues are for new mothers, uh, regardless of how intelligent they are or high up in the corporate pecking order. It doesn't yeah. matter. It is something that affects all women and it's nothing to be ashamed about. And because mental health is a topic people talk about uh, way more now and are much more honest about, it's important. Um, I remember listening to a podcast about how women's health is something that is way there's there's less research on what's going on with women's health and it's how we show up when we come back from work and how we show up as leaders and if we can tackle that mental health um, issue especially for mothers there's no doubt in my mind that that is impacting people's return to work and the success and also the way they think about themselves yeah um 
I really want people to challenge themselves if they are diminishing themselves or thinking about themselves in a way that's not positive once they've had a child or less valuable worker, like you said. Um, you know, Isn't you that really, crazy? Like when I'm listening to you, I, yes. I just never thought that these are things that we'd face as adults. I just thought that as you became an adult, you'd be more confident and kind of, you know, always know what the right thing is. But the reality is when you become a parent, it's scary and it's confusing and it's a completely new role to grow into. So it was yeah. even strange to hear you saying that, right? Like we feel less good about ourselves when we become a parent. It's so strange to think that that is the case for so many of us. Yeah, it's weird. And, and building that confidence, I almost had to make a list of my mm. transferable skills. Yeah keep yeah. reminding myself and I almost had to practice saying mm. it um, and give examples of why and a lot of the things that I did while I was on maternity leave and and when I stayed at home with my son were to keep building those professional skills regardless mm. of whether or not I was at the workplace um, making sure that I kept up my professional network um, mm. building on different things because uh, you don't want to be seen as less professional or less dedicated um, or less of anything because you chose a certain path or decided to start a family. Um, it does, you know, and those are those are kinds of challenges that people start to think about before they even start to decide to have a family. Um, so the assumption that I think that assumption is almost it's built into our culture. Um, it's something that you're trying to break down and also a remind professional mothers that this is not something that you should be ashamed of, but it is definitely something that you go through. And those things too, um, something that I found that actually stuck out to me was the SWOT analysis, do a personal mm. SWOT analysis. Never yeah. before have I seen that and only have I seen that in business. So how do I do a personal SWOT analysis, Kenya? Well, you, you would think about your strengths, your weaknesses, opportunities, and threats for, for your, your own being. And in fact, I had started a strategy session this weekend with, with two of my cherished advisors who were supposed to get to that, but we didn't. And, and it's, it's quite an interesting exercise, right? Where, where do you see your strengths that you bring to the table in terms of your skills? And we tend to have this accomplishment amnesia, right? Like we tend to forget all yes. the, the stuff. And so whenever you do any more advanced mentorship coaching or mindset coaching and all of that, um, you're, you're, you have to remind yourself of everything that you overcame and you survived. And anytime you were dropped into a difficult situation and you managed to, to overcome it and like to build your wings and fly, right? Making a list of that, um, giving birth, uh, you know, giving life, like growing another organ and another human being is a pretty big deal. And we're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I just, you know, I became a mom. It's a really big deal, right? And then looking at your weaknesses is, is always a constructive thing to do where it allows you to seek mentorship and training and just upskilling and being aware um, and, and constantly improving, right? And so SWAT, so strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I see motherhood as such a renewal opportunity, truly. Like so many women become confused about their professional roles or they might get into workaholism. There are so many ways that people approach the season of their life based on what they experience. But ultimately, there's an opportunity to seek deeper in your heart and to identify the treasures you have to bring into this world. And it never stops. Like I never, I'm, I'm, I'm so surprised at how 
really highly intelligent, educated, powerful women tend to not know how amazing they are, truly. Like they, every single person, I love this analogy, I think it was from an athlete, I was at a conference last year, and they said, you know, when you were conceived, like you probably don't want to think about your parents in that moment, right? But there were millions of sperm and then there was you and you are a statistical improbability. So like you're meant to be here. You have something truly unique to offer to the world, right? And when I was coming back to work, like the last thing I felt was like an exceptional person, even though I started this really cool thing, Pros and Babes, and I helped so many moms and I had done amazing work, but I still felt tiny and afraid. I had a new boss and and I wasn't telling myself I'm a like miraculous statistical improbab- improbability, but every single one of us is. And we should remind ourselves of that more often, right? So motherhood is just an opportunity for you to blossom in beautiful ways. So like have faith that no matter what the obstacles are going to be and how crappy you feel or how confused or whatever the situation may be, there are gifts in every challenge. They're just pointing you in a different direction of where you need to be, right? And like your heart will tell you and your peers will tell you. And then threats will obviously, like we have to get real. The economic threat to when you become a mother is real. And I'm not gonna mince my word. I think every mom should have a financial planner. We should start financial planning, even when we're early on in university and plan for the probability of having children. Like 90% of us are gonna have kids and it's going to impact your earning potential and how you negotiate. So there's definitely a threat if you don't, if you're not strategic. And I think there's a little guy who wants a kiss. (laughs) Are you gonna say good night? I love you. (laughs) You want the booby, don't you? (laughs) Yeah, I'll be there in five, 10 minutes, love. (laughs) there you go you're the best mom no it's hard it's so hard it's so hard but it's wonderful it's wonderful and the minute you comment sorry i see before uh, allison chris okay sorry i'm going to not say your name right chris i'm probably close but she says thanks for this wonderfully candid and real conversation just stumbled upon it tonight and so glad i did i really told this that's wonderful let us know yeah (laughs) let, let us know let us know more about what like really struck a chord with you if there's anything you want to share to inspire other moms too we should never feel alone on this journey so anyway rachel i I rambled about all of all of the stuff about the swat uh that was a pretty long answer my child waits for a booby in a couple of minutes (laughs) but like in terms of working on your emotional intelligence this is life well this is life though and you know what it's what we live this is what we live and uh, we're not gonna hide it I'm not ashamed of it it's uh it's who we are and professional realms I mean we've seen prime ministers kiss their babies in parliament and nurse their babies this is it blows my mind that people aren't comfortable with children in in professional spaces so it's true yeah it's true it's true. Well, I do have like a twang of guilt because I'm not there snuggling my baby. I know. I know like in five minutes it'll be okay. He's, he's, uh, I mean, I, I joke that he'll probably never self wean. He's probably, if he's big and one day he sees this video, he's like, Mom, why did you share that about me? But I mean, these are, these are very real things, right? I but, think it's incredible too because the, the most incredible, most explorative, most bold, most bold leaders I know are mothers. Mm. Because they have gone through some some yeah. tough situations, and um, they just go for it. And they know that uh, you have 
you know, one life and you kind of come to a realization that you don't need to hide anymore and it's not going to do you any good. And it won't do the world any good if you keep hiding, if you're, if you're not out there sharing what you have to give and you don't have to be ashamed of it and you don't have to be ashamed of it being messy or making mistakes because we're all going to do it. And um, it's almost like that's what life is. And that's what your career is too. Your career and and also too, as you become a mentor or a manager or an entrepreneur or whatever it is that you decide to do a leader, you need to embrace mistakes. You can't expect perfection from your team. Amen to that. You can't expect these kinds of things and you can't hold yourself to those crazy high standards either. In fact, the only time you can grow is when you let go of being afraid of not being perfect and just yes. let things let things happen. Let them yes. blossom. They will. They'll just they'll you move through it just like you do other difficult situations. I love that. And I love yeah. hearing that from you too because in entrepreneurship one of my mottos not it's it's not mine and borrowed it from mentors, but it's embracing perfect action. Like you fail your way to success, you test and test and test and test and yet how many times do we see people feeling like they and moms, right? A types, A plus who who got 100% under tests thinking you need to get it right every single time. That is ridiculous truly to hold yourself up to that standard it's it's horrible it keeps you from being creative right and Mm -hmm. I mean I sometimes use the word like word what would be your perfect day just to help people dream bigger in terms of what they want and reconnect with their desires obviously with the caveat that perfection doesn't exist or it's just what what feels good to you right um well we are getting close to like it's going to be nine very soon so I know there's so much more we can discuss I love to what you said we have on life to live completely agree. You know, we lost three very close, like three very close relatives um, in, in seven months. In fact, one, two weeks ago. And, and I'm, I've been using a bit of dark humor to cope because it's just statistically impro- improbable to, to have so many losses, but it's made me realize that we really have one life. Like there's no point in holding back behind anxiety or I know I have gifts to share with this world and I have one life to do it. I'm going to do it. And maybe some people are going to like it and some people won't. And that's okay because I believe that we need more mothers in power and I'm going to do what I can do to make that happen. So that is my last word of the night, whatever emotions you're feeling, it's okay. Whatever different states of mind you're juggling going back to work you're not alone you have a community here who really wants to support you and believes in you and wants to be a support system for you so go shine mama go shine like that's my message for tonight any parting words Rachel anything you want to share that I didn't ask or from the list that you'd like to discuss I love that I think that um I circled take more responsibility for my actions and Mm -hmm. make sure they align with my values and that too is so important because sorry that's my dog he again there's lots of things going on all at the same time but we build these skills of being able to listen and juggle um making sure that your actions align with your values too so getting real with yourself is this actually like and and i remember when i was going back to work first and i was just talking to a colleague about this today thinking about the person that I was when I was coming back off maternity leave and um, how I was so worried. I was so worried about what people were thinking. 
so mm -hmm. much so that it impacted huge decisions that I would make and ultimately decide to leave a job that I loved. Um, and why I love doing what I do now is I want to encourage moms to just like embrace the messy and it's okay if you can't predict the future, you just need to move through it and go for it and put on those rubber boots and, and slog through the swamp embrace things you're unsure about and also too when it comes down to it take responsibility for your actions mm -hmm. um you know if you're if you are comfortable with that and comfortable with saying i'm sorry i i just made a huge mistake then you won't be worried about stepping out there and going for it and ultimately you have to be okay with thinking it's okay if they don't like this or that, or, you know, maybe my coworkers think that I'm not as dedicated, or maybe, you know, they, maybe they'll be worried about X, Y, Z, but no, 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 just hop in there, um, have confidence, do what you need to do for yourself. Um, and the rest will work itself out. And Absolutely. I see so like, I've been lucky to get to know hundreds and hundreds of moms, just like you, who are incredible professional mothers from all walks of life, all kinds of professions, um, and all various family situations who completely impress me. And I just love seeing them thrive. And they all love, they say, like, I'm so happy going back to work, but they're, it's their vocation. It's what yeah. they do. It's who they are. And they either strike a balance and find ways that works for them and their family, or they're back full time or their schedule is totally different, but it's so inspiring to see all these different various forms that our careers yeah. take. And uh, I think that just having that like trust in yourself and that faith that it's going to work out is all that you need. And, um, and then you won't have any regrets later on by just following your gut and letting go of those people pleasing thoughts. Like, don't worry about it. Yes. Yeah. Go for yes. it. Yes. It can be easier said than done, but truly thank you for reinforcing that because like your desires matter, right? There is not one right way. There's your way. You just have to sit down and practice reconnecting with your desires because you've been, you've given life, you're taking care of the needs of others and your desires can go on the back burner. And when you don't know, what you want it's hard to make values-based decisions if you don't have a vision if you don't have your desire so it can take some time and practice getting back in touch with what you want i work with women to design their vision and some of them really struggle with it like i, I can't visualize what i want and i remind them they have to be patient with themselves they have to embrace that imperfect action or like scribble down a draft and then go back to it but if you don't flex that muscle you're not going to be there and ultimately you end up showing your kids that you know, if mom's desires don't matter, you're kind of teaching them through the actions. And that is not why you decided to be a working mom or a working dad, right? I, I often say working mom because we do face the brunt of the challenges when it comes to, to being a working parent. But your desires matter so much. And if there's going to be one takeaway from tonight, and I, I'm very directive with the moms I work with, is put time on the agenda, on the calendar for yourself. I don't care if it's in three months or six months, but put down that time for you when you're not doing the laundry or taking care of chores or planning or getting birthday gifts, organizing super parties or baby showers. Take time for you. Reconnect with you because next thing you know, you'll wake up, you're you know five years older and you wonder, where did... I go, what do I like? You know, who am I? And you're, you're a lot like your mom, you're a professional, you're maybe a spouse, you're a community member, you're a sister, but you're also somebody who has your own passions and you shouldn't forget about those for too, too long. Yeah. Completely, completely. Yeah.
Yeah. And when yes. you're clear on, on what you want, then you can make a very blurry judgments. And that's something that can impact you. And you don't have to worry or stress about it. Sorry. You just, uh, you put the time in and, and, and think, you know, spend that time reflecting yourself and then you'll feel better, um, as you move forward. And, um, now, now I feel like I'm even more confident than ever before. And I've really started to develop into the person that I am. And I'm supposed to be just because I know this is what I love. And I can say it with honesty and truth. And I go, yes, I love this. I love what I'm doing. And um, before I didn't have that kind of clarity. So, you know, motherhood and my level of emotional intelligence and self-awareness is definitely very good compared to probably compared to before. And I think too, I have way more, um, like I'd said before, empathy for, for others as, uh, as I've gone through these situations too. So less judgment and, and more honesty and definitely more just, you know, dealing with what, what comes up and being able to, to work on it in a mature way, way more than I was able to before. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for spending your evening with us. I know you are so busy with work and every moment with your family matters. Evelyn jumped in, echoed what you were saying here. Have faith and embrace the messy. Yes, absolutely. So our goal here with the Kini and Rachel Jam is to pop in every month with some discussion about working motherhood and hopefully give you some stories and tips so that you don't feel alone with the crushing overwhelm of figuring out how to be a working mom. That's so right. Rachel, I will see you backstage to say thank you in just a moment and to everyone we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now make sure to review the show notes for any information we shared today, either about our guests or from myself. And then if you're ready to take action and turn working motherhood overwhelmed into your greatest advantage, then head on over to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pros and babes. Again, info in the show notes. Make sure to get the support you need to succeed in family and career and be the first to know about new live networking events and training. And of course, connect with other moms who understand exactly what you're going through as a mom with a demanding career. If you're getting value from the show, I would be so grateful if you left us a review so we can reach more moms like you, moms in corporate, competitive, and STEM careers who should never be alone with a crushing overwhelm of trying to balance family and career life. See you next time.